the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Opinions expressed are not necessarily those of Salem Media Group, the station, or its advertisers. Live from Northern California, it's Lifeline with Jesse Gastan. He's the host of Way of Grace, a pastor and a community leader. He's a teacher and an inspiration. He's Lifeline's own Jesse Gastan. Welcome, welcome to another Monday edition of Lifeline. As you heard by the sponsor there, I am your host, Jesse Giscan, trying to remember him. Yeah. Thank you for joining us on this Monday, February 26, 2024. Lots going on in our world, and I'm glad to be able to sit and chat with you for a couple of hours on this talk radio program. KFAX 1100 AM has been a stable uh, ministry throughout California and uh, the larger Salem Broadcasting uh, Network has been able to serve a good portion of the United States and portions of the world, not only in terms of radio, but other forms of uh, news cycles, events, movies and programs. Salem.tv is a cool place to go for a lot of your information as well as entertainment Uh, I might say as well. But again, glad to have you on this Monday. Jesse Gistan, your host, Pastor of Grace Bible Church in Hayward, California. As you heard the announcer, there it is. As you heard the announcer making mention of our daily ministry, 12 noon, uh, we, we unpack scripture. We're going through the book of Romans. We're dealing with a theme at Grace called the Pilgrim's Progress. You may have never heard of it. If you have been a Christian for more than five years and you have been part of a local congregation and you have not been told about the lauded historical and extremely relevant allegory called the Pilgrim's Progress, written by one pastor, John Bunyan, in the 17th century under significant persecution by state religion, the apostate church, under control of the government in uh, England, um, and, and, you know, I've told you this for years. If you haven't learned it from other uh, faithful proclaimers of Scripture, whenever the church becomes uh, tied to the government at the level of support and becoming a mouthpiece for the government, then the church is controlled. And what that means is the gospel is under threat. Well, that was the case for our nonconformist pastors, nonconformist speakers In the 17th century, England, Bedford, England is where Mr. Bunyan was from originally uh, and ended up in prison for preaching the gospel where he received several revelations or inspirations, if you will, not uh, uh, in the same way the apostles received them or the prophets, but certainly he was inspired uh, to write in allegorical form uh, narratives that would describe 
the Christian journey. And so the Pilgrim's Progress has been a major, major edification for many of us at Grace as we are going through it and anchoring it in the scriptures and seeking to establish a clear line of what we call the kingdom of God being revealed to men and women through the gospel, bringing them into the sphere of the kingdom of God as children of the living God in a world that does not love God. Uh, Children of God in the kingdom of God as uh, those who love God in a world that does not uh, love God, which means the children of God suffer persecution, suffer trials, suffer difficulties for one reason, the message of the person and work of Jesus the Christ. That is fundamentally what uh, what persecution has been about since the first century church. You know, the Book of Martyrs lays out Fox's Book of Martyrs lays out and a really interesting, notwithstanding somewhat controversial narrative of early church persecution, which we have heard the uh the the phrase, you know, the blood of the saints is the uh, seed of the blood of the saints is the seed of the church. The church grows where persecution is often had, uh, where the gospel is truly preached. And uh, and that's how it advanced all the way up to the Reformation. Uh, 1517 was the sort of beginning of it. It did have a pre-Reformation period under Huss and Wycliffe and others. Uh, but it ultimately definitely made its way through the reformation of of uh, men like uh, Martin Luther, as well as John Calvin and others. We have noted many times uh, the works of Melanchthon, the works of uh, John Knox and others in England, in Germany, in France, in Franck. Uh, etc. And then ultimately uh, the Reformation led way for Puritanism, which also led way for the pilgrims, the pilgrims that made their way over to the Americas and brought the word of God here. The uh, the persecution really existed around the idea that scripture alone is the ultimate, inerrant, infallible word of the living God by which we should ground all of our belief and practices, thus moving the Christian up out of the controls of state-governed religions, uh, religions whether that was the Roman uh, Catholic Church or the, uh, again, Anglican Church in Europe, in England, uh, forbidding the proclamation of the gospel and demanding that they only teach what the state church tells them to do. And as such, the state church becomes an enemy of the gospel. And this is where men suffered the persecution, imprisonment, and uh, uh, banishment, if you will, of the state. This is what Revelation chapter 13 is speaking of in particular, beast one and beast two. Politics and religion will ultimately punish those who are faithful to the gospel message. Before we reach that kind of period in our society, though, before the gospel is completely and overtly attacked, as it is in many countries, um, it's attacked in China, it's attacked in many of the Muslim countries, it's forbidden to be preached in Israel. There is a law against the preaching of the gospel there. You won't hear that in your main media outlets. Uh, and and soon it will happen here as well. Once there is a threshold of human beings who have come under full control of the present agenda of uh, 
of our government in in lockstep with the World Economic Forum and uh, and nationless state, borderless state, uh, one world government, which is which is where we are well headed. Many of you are informed enough to know that when there is a complete technological dominance over our society at the surveillance level, at the economic level, i.e. central banking, digital credit, control of your economics. Once that's into play, you and I will be told that unless we are conforming to the rules of the social credit system normality, um, we could lose out on our finances, uh, have them control, have them hindered because everything will be digital. That means you won't have control of your money. Um, and you can look all this up now. None of this is hidden. And these are not extrapolations of of some minor points of uh, a future agenda on the part of the um, globalists. These are explicit, fully detailed facts that I'm sharing with you. We are definitely on the brink of um, a, a pseudo new world order where the gospel will not be tolerated. In fact, by then, there won't be any toleration of any kind of unique, individuated, uh, personal God. It'll be allowed to have a kind of new age conglomerate of, uh, of a hybrid of, uh, of gods, if you will, under a kind of ecumenical, neo-ecumenical, uh, technologically governed uh, religious system that will be beast too, uh here to come shortly in our world, and we will we will be obliged to worship in a kind of non personal, non scriptural way if we um, are going to um, exist in this sort of global citizenship, uh, corporate, uh, uh, plutocratic system of governance over our our world. This is right around the corner. So. Uh, a lot of the uh, importance for Christians today of recognizing really what the battle lines are has has everything to do with freedom. It has everything to do with freedom of which Americans are extremely uh, uh, apathetic about on a lot of levels. Um, apathetic meaning just kind of indifferent to it, not really concerned about our freedoms whatsoever. We presume upon them. That's what we're working through in the Pilgrim Progress. Right now, I'm dealing with what is called the Interpreter's House, and we're on the sixth vision in the Interpreter's House, and it's called the Man in the Cage. And the Man in the Cage is a man representing or depicting the professing Christian that falls away whose conscience is seared and they don't have any ability to actually believe the gospel anymore. Very powerful, very significant warning laid out to us in the scriptures. And we're looking forward to having our time. When I come back from the break, I'll give you my email address. If you want to join our studies, they happen Tuesday nights and Wednesday night, uh, live stream, Zoom, in-house, et cetera. If you want to learn more about it, you certainly are welcome to join us. When I come back, I'll give you some news updates on some of the valiant efforts being made by our prodigious scientists who are keeping track of a lot of the new technologies and even some of the old ones to let you know you need to be vigilant. You need to watch. You need to be careful. You need to make sure that you don't just succumb to any policy because it comes from the media, comes from your government, comes from your medical industry. Extremely important that you understand that. This is the Monday edition of Lifeline. The number to reach me is one 367 5329 one 
888-367-5329. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. And we are back. The time is 520 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. Your host, Mr. Gistan, Jesse Gistan from the Bay Area. You're one of your own pastor for 28 years at Grace Bible Church in Hayward. And um, celebratory times we are in, but also very uh, daunting times and challenging times for the Church of the Living God all over the world. We are looking at the movement of the uh, four horsemen of the apocalypse. They're, they're riding. The gospel's riding. War is riding. Famine is riding. Death is riding. That's Matthew 24 fleshed out from the um, prophecy of AD 70 all the way up to the present. Now, we've been going through it uh, many times before, but yes, it's on a larger scale because our world now has a greater landscape of consciousness. Technology allows us to see the world in real time, almost um, in ways in which we never could have before. And so we can't understand things in a global way without it being so overwhelming as a possibility. We can understand what's going on in Africa. We can see what's going on in Ukraine. We can understand and and you know, kind of resonate with what's taking place in Europe. We can we can comprehend vividly, sadly, what's going on in the Middle East, particularly with Israel and Gaza, an absolute fiasco and mess as well. You you'd better hurry up and learn that that optic, that visual that you see happening in Palestine is to harden your heart to war as it did in the days of the Holocaust. Um, people knew. People knew if you talk to folks that were close up to that time, people knew what was going on. Uh, People knew on both sides of the equation, the dark horse of Hitler's regime and all of their medical technology that they were engaging in. This is why um, the things that are happening now post COVID are so apropos in terms of parallelisms. uh, And you need to make the connection. Because all of this is part of the larger experimentation with the global agenda, war, um, famine, uh, massive, massive uh, control over people's lives, economic disruption, as you and I are recognizing. And if you pay any attention to uh, world economy and the world market, all of these things are um, they're all they are um, determined. They are forewarned. They are foreshadowed and uh, and and they will only increase they will only gradually increase you won't wake up tomorrow with a kind of all of a sudden there is a uh, a peace treaty made with the powers of the world the apostle paul did say it in first thessalonians chapter 5 but other times in the seasons brethren you have no need that i write to you now i'm one that believes in the historic, literal, grammatical, then theological and redemptive interpretation of scripture. I believe that we must understand the scriptures in the historical context and then recognize their prophetic capacity to replicate themselves throughout history precisely because of the nature of the Bible. It is the word of God. It's not the reader's digest. It's not a mere historical book. It is a prophetic book of eternal truth framed in principles that have relevance throughout the course of history. So when Paul told the Thessalonians that they did not need to have him write to them, it was because he had already written to them. He had already laid out the nature 
of apostasy and the nature of persecution upon the church uh, in his day. He warned them about when they would hear the propagandized news of peace, peace. He says, for you yourself know perfectly well that the day of the Lord is coming as a thief in the night. And the reason it's coming that way is not because the Lord hasn't been blowing a trumpet and warning people to be sober and vigilant because their adversary, the devil, goes about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. It's not that you haven't been warned over and over again. The Lord does nothing, but he reveals it first to his prophets. It's not that you and I haven't been told by the word of the living God that we live in dark seasons and they will manifest in very particular ways, but that we don't pay attention. We don't listen to God. And then we are swept up in the net of prophetic fulfillment, as Solomon says, for when they shall say peace and safety, there it is. When they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as travail upon a woman as with child, and they shall not escape. And this is where the Apostle Paul has laid out the warning uh, to make a clear distinction in your lives between being part of this wicked world system that walks in darkness and does not know where it's going, even though it lauds its own future, predicts its future, and then masquerades as a kind of pseudo-God determining to bring it to pass. Um, and And yet the word of God would say that men walk in darkness and know not at what they stumble. I believe that's to be true. I believe that they are walking in a false light. Many things are going to come to pass, as has come to pass, of which the word of God said would come to pass. But this does not mean those things that are happening are actually immutable and unchangeable. They're contingent upon the wicked uh, behavior of human beings who fail to submit to the warning of scripture, the evangelical call of repentance and faith in Christ and submission to the word of God as the grounds upon which they affirm their identity and therefore their calling in life. In other words, as the Bible tells us plainly in the Psalms and the Proverbs, the nation that forgets God will be turned into hell. And when you have multiple nations that are forgetting God, abandoning his word, not submitting to his precepts, not, uh, not promoting righteousness in what you are seeing happening, culminating, developing, abounding are systems and policies that are provoking hell. You know this when you look at the entertainment industry, particularly the music industry. It's as openly hellish as can be. And then you see the same kind of diabolical, dark, uh, gothic, black leather wearing jackets and suits and clothing, uh, and which are all hallmarks of the demonic church. Uh, if you look very carefully at it, it's happening with leaders. They're putting on these leather jackets and uh, thinking that it's hip and cool, even in the church. And, uh, and and pretending somehow to be cool like the world. But those are the garments of wickedness. Those are the garments of evil. These are the satanic symbols that can clearly be, see, be seen by those who are part of the initiate. You can you can look it up. You'll see that these kind of uh, dress trends are, are indicators of the prevalence of the dark system in the Super Bowl. Um, uh, this Super Bowl was no no different. There was enough enough signaling going on there. And when you look at your mega stars, they are all promoting. Uh, the dark kingdom. Uh, and, and, and this is where we're going, ladies and gentlemen. And, and the goal of the exposure of it through this technology, which has been around for many, many decades, even before, 
uh, Bill Gates and uh, and and the Internet. This Internet technology is, is a government product. Anybody that studies this stuff carefully knows that this came out of the Department of Defense. And uh, once they were able to establish this kind of integrated net, integrated network system for world surveillance, which is what the Matrix is all about. Whenever you watch the Matrix and really understand and deconstruct it, you see the predictive programming there, how everybody is so connected to it that they actually can't think their own thoughts. They're controlled by it. Somebody called it mind dialysis. You know how you see people on the dialysis machine, and this is not any kind of pejorative against them. I've got family members who are on dialysis as well. But you notice how people, they can't survive without a dialysis machine machine actually purging and detoxifying and cleansing their blood. Well, people don't think anymore. They have to be hooked up to the system, and the system thinks for them. The system thinks for them. This is where Nuval Noah Harari, the right-hand henchman for Klaus Schwab, had told you the brain is a hackable entity now. The brain is hackable. How you think, what you're thinking, and what you're feeling makes you hyper-predictable and therefore controlled, and the brain is now hackable. This is, this is where uh, technology allows them to spy on you. Uh, impose upon you, inform you, infiltrate you, manipulate you, control you, even transform you. This is why Harari was saying there's no more such thing as free will. Now, he didn't understand it at the larger theological level, but what he meant was this, and I'm going to unpack this for us. When you are so predictably controlled by an external entity, uh, you know, namely the metaverse, namely social media, to where um, you can no longer distinguish your thoughts from their thoughts, then uh, then you then you don't have free will. This is how we know uh, that um, that Zucker, Zuckerman made it very plain that him and the uh, one of the head CEOs for Google was able to swing the election for uh, for Biden by 30 million votes because they could they know the predictability rate of people who are plugged in to social media 24 hours a day. That's called a hackable mind. It means you're not free. It means you're a slave. And this is the reason why many, many wealthy people are taking their children off of the Internet because they see the slavish outcomes. People are so controlled by external mechanisms. And that's daunting to think about, but it's true. If God is not leading you, who is? Because something has to be leading you. When I come back, I'll talk more about the more invasive Neuralink technology that is now on the market um, through Elon Musk. Um, yes, yes, these are very dark times. Times for us to be thinking independently, autonomously, with a free agency that's rooted in connection with the true and the living God. This is the Monday edition of Lifeline. Your host, Jesse Gistan. We will be right back after this. And now back to Lifeline. Indeed, we are at the time 535 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. Glad to have you in the house with me um, as we get ready to get the numbers going. One triple eight for a conversation. That is one triple eight three six seven five three two nine one eight 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 three six seven five three two nine. Uh, for us to begin a discussion, probably in the next in the next segment, maybe at the top of the hour. But you can line up if you want to or get ready to call for your questions or comments, observations. But uh, I was sharing with you before the break that 
It is definitely in the plan and agenda of the globalists to utilize technology for several fundamental purposes. And the big word that you need to know is really the underlying premise of the New World Order or this reset that Klaus Schwab is talking about, of which, again, uh, Yuval Noah Harari is one of his henchmen, one of his uh, ambassadors going around the world lauding uh, Neuralink technology as a necessary correlation between human beings and artificial intelligence. Now, I know if you've been doing any study of it at length, what you get is really a 21st century uh, articulation of demon possession, a 21st century articulation of demon possession. What do we mean by that? I mean, we could we could talk length, uh, at length about the speculative uh, consequences of a brain having um, diodes placed in it that are um, um, that are uh, connected to computers. Not no. These are wireless diodes, by the way. There are fantastic uh, um, presentations you can watch and I can send you some if you want to um, on, at, to my email address. GBC Hayward at Gmail dot com. GBC Hayward at Gmail dot com. But you can go look it up. This stuff is starting to become prolific everywhere because the godless society does not mind the brain being invaded and being controlled by technology outside of your own person. It does not mind that. Human beings have become so controlled and so uh, um, so devalued in terms of their real identity and, and worth uh, with respect to being created in the Imago Dei that they do not they do not value freedom anymore. This is exactly what Aldous Huxley said would occur. Aldous Huxley's uh, Brave New World, as you know, was was arguing that men and women are much more inclined to pleasure than they are to freedom. Pleasure. And what Aldous Huxley said in that, that, that book, The Brave New World, is that most people will be willing to take some kind of pill, pleasure pill, to uh to to exist to cope to deal with life they want to stay happy 24 hours a day that's what that pill is all about stay happy that the purpose for your existence is happiness and that's so contrary to god's word but it makes so much sense to the carnal man that their purpose for existence is happiness and until they're happy, they have not arrived at their ultimate goal no the purpose for the existence of the people of God is for the glory of God. And that may include happiness, but not as a fundamental pillar, not in the sense of material, aesthetic, kinetic, physical uh, happiness. That cannot be the case since we know the history of Christianity. The more faithful you are, the uh, the more obstacles you have, the more uh, barriers you have, the more conflict you have in the world. And Jesus said, you're not happy for it, but you're blessed. Blessed is the man or the woman that's persecuted for not my name's sake, says Jesus. So happiness is not the aim. The aim is blessedness. The goal of the believer is to be approved of God, not of men, to be approved of God. And yet this world system is definitely telling you that if you want the approval of the world, you're going to have to submit to a comprehensive surveillance system. Uh, by the way, Moderna is spying on you as well. This comes from uh, Dr. Aaron Cariotti. You guys know Aaron. I've told you about him before. He was the uh, epidemiologist of, uh, of Irvine University, and he was a major spokesman 
uh, in the beginning of the pandemic, warning about the method methodological error and falsehood of uh, lockdowns and shutdowns and distancings and masks. Him and many other good doctors are still on the warpath. And here's what he says about Moderna. You guys know Moderna, right? Moderna comes from the term Moderna, Moderna, Moderna. The goal is to bring the world into a modern technological age and that through the uh, science of medicine. Uh, as Dr. Cariotti says, investigative journalist Lee Fang and researcher Jack Polson explains how the company used sophisticated artificial intelligence and censorship propaganda pressure to push their product and silence critics. They did two things at once, pushed the jab and silenced the critics. And what they're calling the Moderna reports detailed in recent articles uh, for a different news uh, institution. Twitter files journalist Lee Fang and researcher Jack Polson dig into Moderna's deployment of mass surveillance, internet censorship, and massive propaganda. Sounds like uh, it sounds like 1984 and the Ministry of Truth. Massive surveillance, internet censorship, and massive propaganda. As the company's profits tanked when people stopped taking endless mRNA booster shots, Moderna employed a firm that went far beyond typical corporate PR tactics to engage in massive efforts to silence critics of its only marketable product, as Fang and Paulson explains. Now, you and I, if you've been tracking with me for four years, you know that that's what they were doing. They were listening to even little peons like myself and concerned that we might uh, ring a bell or strike some kind of resonance and create some kind of movement, uh, they shut us down in 72 nations when it came to the internet as well. And Facebook didn't matter to me. I wasn't trying to reach everybody, but it goes to show you how panicked they were at the fact that we were merely questioning the product, questioning the data, questioning the science behind the data that was coming in such a tardy fashion in, in a poultry way. Uh, and by legitimate uh, world ranking <laughs> scientists, as I told you before, these men and women that are engaged in this battle for truth uh, in the medical industry were no chumps. These are top notch. Mr. Peter McCullough is vilified. And yet when you look at his uh, achievements, his his uh, his academic uh, achievements, his 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 awards, his rewards, his his status, his 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 labors, his works. He has more legitimate peer reviewed documents in the field in which he's in, which he's a cardiologist uh, than anybody in the world. Now, how do you not even give a man like that a hearing unless our world is upside down? Our world is upside down. Uh, Jay uh, Bhattacharya from Stanford University uh, also involved in a massive work of over 25,000 uh, physicians and ministers of the gospel warned about this being a kind of test. The shutdowns were a kind of test of compliance. So you create a crisis and then you cry uh, crisis, and then you control the people in the crisis, and you're not really concerned about the crisis, you're concerned about the control. This is what governments do. They treated the world like criminals and like a sane, uh, asylum, uh, sane asylum victims. 
That's what this whole idea of distancing, shutting down, stay in your house, put a mask on. This is you are a medical product. You are a medical uh, experiment uh, on a mass scale like the Tuskegee Institute experiment and many others that historically you and I know were uh, atrocious, atrocious uh, human rights violations against humanity. Um, as it was against black people, as it was against women, largely African-American women in the 30s and the 40s when they were giving them lobotomies uh, for headaches. And a lot of white white women were also subject to that as well. European women um, lobotomies for for things that now we know um, don't require much more than different psychotropes or even different therapies. But their heads were cut open. They were they were made to be vegetables. And, and in many cases, our beloved sisters were um, completely uh, sterilized because what's going on in our society, along with this dystopian medical system, is a population control uh, agenda. This is not hard to read. You guys saw this back then, and, and we're still blowing the whistle now. Uh, the combination, the cocktail of war, uh, economic destabilization, uh, medical tyranny, uh, a kind of pre-Nuremberg era of uh, exploring with people, lying to them about the products, and then then uh, infiltrating them and imposing a product upon people uh, who have died in the tune of at least 17 million people above the normal average of people dying uh, since 19 since 2021. The stats are in; nobody wants to hear it, and people are sicker now than they were before sicker, more ill now than they were before. And nobody wants to actually see the data. Uh, Canada, Australia have had outstanding researchers expose this truth and nobody wants to hear the data. This is what's going on in your world. And Aaron Cariotti now in, in Irvine, California is letting you know, hey, hey, they're back at it again. They want to push the jab again in a more regimental system, as you know, take it just as frequently as you take the flu vaccine without telling you the factual data that it harms you and that there, for the most part, nobody needs to take it, particularly children and young adults, just not not needed. But here we are again, quietly being assaulted. And all we need is a major crisis around the world to occur. And people will immediately, like Pavlov's dogs, line up and do exactly what the government says because we're being controlled. We're not free people anymore. The number is one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. One triple eight three six seven five three two more two nine. A little bit more and then we'll take your phone calls on this Monday edition of Lifeline. I'll be right back. To join the conversation, call 888-4KFAX. That's 888-FOR-KFAX. And now back to Lifeline. And we're back to Time 550 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. Talking about the trumpet being blown by the canary in the coal mine, Mr. Aaron Cariotti, uh, as he's making mention of behind the scenes, uh, major, major governmental institutions. One is Moderna. The other one would obviously um, be Pfizer 
working with the world governments to push mRNA technology at a level of um, uh, just a constant regimen. They're trying to use it in many different ways. We've warned you about it being put in the food. It's being put in the food now. The, the fundamental technology of mRNA is the idea of really being able to get down into the cellular structure successfully enough to code it uh, so that certain proteins can proceed from that cell and uh, and impact that product in a way that they are assert, are asserting should result in uh, a better a better product, whether it's health and human beings or whether it's um, a better food, healthier food. The the that's the that's the talking point. It has never ever been achieved. Those who were actual produce creators of the technology have found that it was woeful in terms of definitely being employed as a mechanism for uh, vaccination. It just doesn't work. And why they keep pushing it is really sad. Um, because it has the potential of being some kind of uh, delivery mechanism if they do the right thing. But no, they are forcing this as the the new thing on the block, the way to get down into the cell, the way to code the cell, the way to communicate with your DNA and get it to express the way they want to. It's just kind of a maddening thing. And you know, whenever we are on the beginning stages of any medical technology, there are all kinds of mistakes going on. All kinds of errors taking place. And for them to act like it's not is just contrary to the fundamental ethics of medicine. You know that all you doctors listening to me, you know this. And yet the reason they can get away with it is because nobody's screaming loud enough or no one believes that there will be any kind of about any accountability around the way they have been forcing this on people. Yes, you guys have seen how that Dr. Uh, Anthony Fauci seems to be walking around free when he was a major culprit in this whole process. That is history, is it not? The powerful impose oppressive uh, policies upon the people, the poor people, they suffer from it and never seem to get the appropriate justice for 20, 30, or 40 years. The more I go back into the... um the history of the Nuremberg trials, I am discovering uh, as well the just sort of dreadful reality of um, of the Nuremberg trials uh, being a scam. That many of the uh, significant contributors to the destruction of the uh, Jewish people, as well as, and I didn't know it, seven, eight other million uh, people as well, which they should get some props also for being experiments and being killed uh, and destroyed, were, uh, were done by notable doctors and scientists who were actually confiscated by our own government, protected and brought into our um, and to our agencies, whether the CIA, CIA or whether NASA or even um, our educational systems, they were brought in instead of put on trial for war crimes. Now you and I can wake up to the reality, can we not? That when we cry foul and say that's wrong, wherein we should have a government of the people, by the people, for the people, we don't. And so when that occurs, when a government betrays its people, you, you might as well hear it, whether you like it or not. When a government betrays its people, it's only time, a small matter of time before the guns of the government are turned on the people to control them, because people can only be manipulated, coerced, lied to, 
for so long. And then after a while, they rebel. And, uh, and, and our government knows that that's what's happening. Our presidents um, have the lowest ratings uh, in terms of popularity almost since the beginning of our country. This is what's going on in Rwanda right now. I'm watching a very important documentary on Rwanda, how that um, they were trying to open up the case again. You know, after talking about how everything settled down and the Hutus and the Tutsis uh, were able to reconcile and the country is really under one national title. This is so fascinating because isn't that really where we're trying to go? Destroy national, national boundaries, destroy sovereignty, destroy categories, destroy the distinction between the ethnic groups, destroy destroy the distinction between male and female, the distinction between parents and children. That's where we're going. This year is the one, 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 that's the big word, world government, where the categories that God has laid down are no longer relevant. And so Rwanda has uh, struggled to suppress the data of the criminal activity of many of the uh, leaders at that time, because to open up that can of worms again is to have to face truth that was propagandized, distorted, suppressed, and altogether deleted. Um, The governments of the world who have colonized people left and right, including ours, and Israel is doing it right now. This is what this is why, you know, you and I can see what they have done in oppression to the Palestinians for 100 years and coming over, uh, going over there through the uh, Brits and their uh, ability to establish a Jewish state in the midst of a, uh, a Palestinian era where uh, area where people were. Um, asserting the propaganda that this is a a land with no people and a people with no land as if the Palestinians weren't there. They were. And and, and this is what's making it so hard for Israel to have peace because they're trying to do exactly what other governments have done, take land from people. And and they're doing it in the name of God and ignorant Zionist Christians are buying into it as well. Uh, uh, Not understanding the scriptures accurately, uh, asserting that the God of heaven and earth is a God of war. And and he he is, you know, hell bent on land being confiscated for people uh, who, in his mind, is better than other people. And those people need to be extirpated, uh, removed, uh, transported elsewhere. Uh, because they are not even human. Uh, this is the um, absolute insanity. And I'm so thankful that there are tens of thousands of legitimate, honest, good, wise, prudent Jewish men and women who know better than that. They will be the salt of the earth that will deliver uh, their own uh, Jewish constituency out of the constant phobic fear of some kind of annihilation, uh, maintaining a uh, unhealthy uh, supremacy among victims. Uh, the uh, you know you've heard of the white supremacy uh, expression, white supremacists. Well, there can be victim supremacy as well. There can be ethnic supremacy. And, and we need to be careful to not fall prey to the hue and cry of uh, of these terms and concepts uh, without being critical and analytical around them, because it, it becomes a power play. This is where a lot of people are confused about the left and the right, by the way, in terms of, uh, who, who, you know, whose side should we be on? You should be on the Lord's side, quite frankly. And seeing how the pendulum of propaganda swings from left to right whenever it's convenient. 
This is where the idea of the popular victim comes in and the unpopular victim. One day the popular victim is popular, and then the next day the popular victim is no longer popular. Well, that was a system that created that vacillation, that switch. It's called politics and propaganda, and that's where you and I are today. Um, politics and propaganda determine people's worldview instead of the word of the living God, instead of scripture. The number is one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. We're almost there. One uh, one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. And so what Aaron says is that uh, Moderna has this project called the Public Goods Project. Now that is nothing but an Orwellian idea of the Ministry of Truth. You guys should know that concept by now, uh, which Moderna Moderna funds and it draws in employees, employees from government law enforcement and intelligence agencies in a revolving door characteristic of the censorship industrial complex. But we have told you on this program, as well as many others, you've got the CIA working in almost every essential institution of, of information in the world. It's the media, it's the um, law enforcement agency, it's your banking industries, it's your entertainment industries. They're all there because they have to uh, they have to supervise. They have to go uh, control. They have to be gatekeepers to the information and data. And you need to know that their monitoring team, uh, Kiriati says, includes Moderna's global intelligence division, which is run by Nikki Rutman, who spent nearly 20 years as an analyst with the Federal Bureau of Investigation, FBI. Rutman was working from the FBI's Boston office during COVID-19 effort known as Operation Warp Speed, which involved the FBI conducting weekly cybersecurity meetings with the Boston headquarters Moderna. She is among many former law enforcement agents now with the vaccine maker. The involvement of the former law enforcement reflects a wider trend in the misinformation space as the Department of Homeland Security, FBI, have increasingly leaned on social media platforms to shape content decisions as a national security issue. More could be said, but if you really go and look up the conflict going on in Rwanda is the same thing. They're creating policies, and our government's doing it too, that really punish people who are trying to get at the truth as a national security risk. All this started with George Bush around 9-11 and all of the fiasco that goes along with that up to this present time. The number is one 367 one I'll take your phone calls and conversations right after this break. To join the conversation, call 888-4KFAX. That's 888-FOR-KFAX. And now back to Lifeline. And we are back. The time is 6.07 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. Let's uh, start from the bottom up. Let's go to line number four and talk with Leslie. Leslie, are you there? Yes. Hi, Pastor Jesse. First of all, thank you for the wonderful worship service on Saturday night. It was nice, wasn't it? It was lovely. So what's going on this weekend? uh, Not this weekend, but March 9th, Saturday at 10.30 a.m., we're having a star search meeting at the Hayward Downtown Public Library. Mm-hmm. I know where it is. Um, and that's and going so to be on the night? The, yes, March 9th. Mm-hmm. And we're gearing up for all the races that are going to be on the November 5th ballot. So right. these are local offices, district offices, 
uh, and city council and mayor. And so there are, there are a lot of them, and many people are qualified to run for these. Are we picking up traction in terms of, you know, people coming out, people getting interested and, and trying to get qualified for, for these races? Yes, we, we have over 20 people that are either filed already yeah. or they're in the process or they're, you know, they're still thinking about it. So that's a lot of people. That is a lot. Um, and in terms of the gathering, it'll be on the 9th. Hopefully we'll get a chance to talk about this next week um, if we're back on, if there's not some kind of holiday or something that breaks us off. Uh, in terms of the gathering at the libraries, are you guys finding, are you, are you and Tom finding that that's a good place to do it where people can easily have access to the the resources there? Is it is it working out? Yes, because they're, they're conveniently located. Um okay. There's good parking in all these libraries. The one in Hayward is next to a BART station about a block away. Right. Right. And so um, this is on March 9th. At what time? At 10.30 a.m. Okay, so we're talking about another gathering to inform people in preparation for the upcoming local local elections, uh, of which um, there's a lot of room to to be part of change in our culture at the political level. You guys, I know many of you may be thinking about it and uh, are maybe maybe not. Maybe you're hearing me and Leslie talk about it uh, for the first time and you're going, you know, what should I do? I have free space. I'm retired or um, I have time on my hand maybe i can learn more we would definitely encourage you to um to come out and be informed so uh leslie can you give us uh an email address by which people can uh, contact you guys if they if they're interested yes so it's i'll I'll say it first it's Mm -hmm. tom wong usa at Mm gmail.com and it's spelled t o m w o N G USA at gmail.com. So, so that's Tom Wong, Wong USA yes, at gmail.com. At gmail.com. You guys got that? Tom Wong USA at gmail.com. It's almost impossible to get that wrong. Tom Wong is fairly simple. I know you guys are educated enough to be able to spell that. Uh, at USA, uh, at Tom Wong USA at gmail.com. Sounds good. And again, it's March 9th at 1030. Yes. Um, in the Hayward Library. That's going to be right off of Mission. Off of B yes, Street, on 8, by the way. C Street. Yes, it, it's on C, yeah. They're going to have to actually either go down B Street um, or turn, turn no, if they, no, let me see. Yeah, they can't. They can only turn right on Mission. Or they can, you guys can go into the parking lot, which is right adjacent to it, right there on Mission as well. It's a beautiful new yeah. library. It's pretty cool, actually. It's pretty cool. On the 9th, you guys, on the 9th. All right, Leslie, thank you for um, uh, telling us about the next gathering. Sounds good. We'll pray for people to thank come you, out. Thank you, Pastor Jesse. All right. Bless you. Let's go to line number three and talk with John from Concord. John from Concord, are you there? I am here. Uh, Thank you for taking my call. Um, And I appreciate your show and all the different topics. And I want to get your opinion on what the, I don't know if it's the city, county, or, um, but they're, they want to put, um, you know, spectrometers 
to check our wastewater for I you know the premises for you know drug uh, detection, and they said that it can narrow it down to you know a neighborhood. Well, if they can narrow it down to a neighborhood, they could narrow it down to your your block or I believe even your house. But it's a bill coming up, um, and they've already do it in Marin County. And so I think it's going to be like a statewide thing. I'm not sure too much about it, but it's coming up. And I just want to get your opinion about, you know, what what do you think about, you know, them checking, you know, our wastewater for, you know, um, I think, like they said, it's for drugs. Or, but, you know, what else will they be checking it out? And why would they be doing something like this? And okay. anyway, thank you for taking my call. I appreciate your show. Blessings, John. Sure. This is all what I've shared with you before concerning total control. This is a total control mechanistic agenda. Uh, Technology is designed to control people. And so in the name of safety, in the name of health, in the name of the Food and Drug Administration, in the name of environmental concerns, in the name of research around uh, medical technology, Um, They, of course, human beings are, you know, we are organic creatures that emit waste. And so, uh, you know, our waste is in the wastewater. Our waste is in the running water. Our waste is in our um, East Bay mud systems. And, and, And they have been doing this, John, for a long time. They have for a long time been examining the contents in our water basins to see what kind of runoffs are taking place, what kind of toxins are there, what kind of chemicals are there, what kind of things are coming out of our bodies, out of the bodies of animals. I remember when COVID was a big thing and they were talking about COVID all over the water. Well, you know, uh, people showed the fallacy of that that assertion. You know, you can you we found so-called COVID strands. And that's another conversation on on virtually everything. So, you know, if if it's that ubiquitous, what's the point of a mask? Right. But but it can be employed as a tool for for uh, creating crisis. It can be uh, employed as a tool for being able to actually surveil your home. Let's say that if they wanted to, <clears throat> they could say the water contamination in the Castro Valley region um, has reached levels that are toxic in nature. And um, and we're going to have to quarantine that whole area because uh, it's a very dangerous toxin, dangerous uh, viral strain running there. I mean, you can't disprove it if you're if you're not some kind of scientist that can actually do these kinds of water tests to determine the credibility of those notions. There's another because of the acute level of their capacity to do research. They can they can cry wolf at every uh, at every level. And then also what they're going to be able to do is punish us. This is the inference that we're getting out of John's concern. They're going to be able to punish us as citizens if they deem that we are contaminating the water with different kinds of waste, et cetera, et cetera. Your home can be tagged and you can be fined and the fines cannot be refuted because you'll be under a central banking digital credit system where you won't ever be handling your money anyway. So you see how this is what is called by Aaron Cariotti, a a biosecurity control state. It's a biosecurity control state. You can't do anything without the government knowing what you're doing and punishing you if you don't comply. 
This is where we're going. It's almost impossible to thwart these purposes in the name of medical technology and environmental concerns. All of these are going to be going on and on. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll have one line open. In fact, two lines open. one 367 uh, two lines open, one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. We'll take uh, Jermaine and James when we come back on the Monday edition of Lifeline. We'll be right back. To join the conversation, call triple eight four KFAX. That's eight 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 F O R K F A X. And now back to Lifeline. We're back. The time is six twenty one on the Monday edition of Lifeline. About thirty minutes to go. Ten minutes or so in this segment, and the more. Let's go to line one and talk with Jermaine, see what he's up to. Jermaine, what's going on? Uh, nothing much. So enjoying the show so far. Yeah, what's what's your thoughts, man, my brother? Well, uh, just some of the stuff you have mentioned as far as uh, Klaus Schwab and some of these other other uh, bad actors and all the things that are going on, for me, the, I guess the thing that's kind of most disturbing is this is all public information at this point, right. and it's out there, and... Um, it's almost like watching a movie where the proverbial supervillains are explaining to you exactly what they're going to do, and they're writing books and they have podcasts. But I think the most disturbing part for me is it seems like there's a lot of people, and many of them believers, who just don't want any part of the knowledge of what they're doing. Almost like you had mentioned the Matrix earlier, it seems like right. some people are happy to be oblivious. And when I was a kid reading history, and we had to learn about World War II and, and the uh, atrocities that went on. And I used to wonder how people could allow something like that to happen, you know, because it didn't seem like it was real. But dealing with this pandemic in the last few years and watching the behavior of some folks, I see exactly how it does happen. And it's kind of uh, eerie to realize, you know, history just kind of repeats itself in, in different forms of fashion. But I guess my question would be, are you kind of, not you personally, but are, are people kind of guilty by not reacting or kind of complicit and just going a, along with things to kind of get along? I just want to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, like right now in the um, ICC, the International um, uh, Court, the uh, you know, ICC, International Court is one more word, uh, where... Um, where they have, you know, brought Israel up on uh, on genocide charges, at least um, ethnic cleansing charges of the uh, Palestinian people. And rightly so, by the way, um, the other word will come shortly. Uh, one of the things they described as the crime that's committed when genocide is taking place is when either you are actively committing the genocide or you are um, complicit with the active genocidal attack, or when you are um, indifferent to it, <clears throat> and therefore, by virtue of being indifferent, you are uh, committing the crime of, as I've shared with us so many times, not being your brother's keeper. There are three phases to the criminality of, of of the genocide. It's knowing that it's happening and doing nothing about it. Knowing that it's happening and being complicit with it and then being directly involved in it. You can be guilty of all three, which is why the ICC has brought America into that 
uh, judgment as well, because we are absolutely complicit by virtue of our support monetarily, by virtue of our support with bombs, uh, and by virtue of our uh, our government uh, being neglectful to restrain Israel in areas in which we could restrain Israel. We have not. Europe, the European element has not as well. And so the great divide that's taking place right now uh, around the world is around whether or not we actually submit to the biblical principle, we are our brother's keeper. And, and, and none of this matters when the war is not on our land. But as you and I know, and we've talked about it before, Jermaine, let this kind of activity start taking place in our neighborhoods where we look up and a child is abused or a child is molested or a child is killed and watch how the neighbors start gathering together to protect the other one because it becomes very obvious that if one child near in near proximity to me is being harmed, my child could be harmed too. But here is the power of media when the media has the ability to give you an almost infinite number of scenarios, an infinite numbers of domains, an infinite number of landscapes, it can play down the significance of a landscape scenario, i.e. the atrocities going on over in, in, in Palestine, play it down to the degree that we are not alarmed. And then play up other things that are uh, gross distortions of reality, perverse um, uh, expressions of reality um, are playing out, uh, you know, just sort of uh, CIA propaganda pieces get you distracted by what's going on in Ukraine. Or, or I really do believe that our presidential race right now is so filled with massive distractions because of the nature of the propaganda underlying the assumption of uh, Donald Trump being the next antichrist and Joe Biden just being an old cat that um, is kind of a little bit, uh, you know, toothless, but but uh, harmless at the same time. Nothing could be further from the truth uh, when you really understand the continuity of Joe Biden's uh, policy uh, history, his ability to be Machiavellian in his agreement tomorrow with something that he disagreed with the day before and vice versa. So much of this is going on, um, you know, as much as I did speak about the, uh, uh, you know, Fannie Willis thing. Uh, I'm so very glad that that whole thing fell apart and collapsed before our eyes because it was a travesty of justice to use the woke doctrine to try to punish a man just because he happens to be white and rich and, and play on that to manipulate the masses into a continued divide between white people and black people. All of those scenarios are techniques of the CIA, techniques of the uh, uniparty system to keep people from looking at the, the real issues that's going on in our country, which really do go back to... Um, the lack of integrity in our election processes. We are a banana republic engaging in a farce of an election process, particularly at the level of presidency. And uh, and as you and I know, you, you know, there will be uh, some major event that will disrupt that between now and November. This is why um, the Biden administration has gradually escalated conflict in the Middle East. He would love for that thing to ramp up large enough to justify shutting down the elections. All that will be needed is another pseudo uh, 
uh, uh, medical crisis to occur, like disease X. You and I have already talked about it, which was in the works years ago. The very concept of disease X was in the works years ago. Now it's starting to emerge. Uh, it can play a role right along with uh, we are on the brink of World War Three, and we need to declare martial law, set aside the political process and and uh, and wait till these things get resolved. Uh, any of those factors can occur if they don't successfully uh, uh, criminalize um, Donald Trump to keep him from being president. That's their goal. You, you and I would know that factually. And in the meanwhile, millions of very nefarious persons are coming across the borders, establishing themselves in different states, including California, by the way, so that if we were to deal with any kind of cyber attack and a shutting down of our grids and we were operating in the dark, these sleeper cells could easily go about wreaking havoc and would have the justification of a wicked controlled media that would be silent about their abuses upon American citizens and uh, and even change the narrative in a way to make it that the American citizens are the evil ones. As Malcolm X put it, we live in a time where the media will make you think that the good people are bad and the bad people are good. Um, and it And it takes a lot of wisdom to see through this. It takes a lot of wisdom to discern. Now, my confidence is this. And that was the fundamental question you asked. My confidence is this. God has almost always given us given us the ability to see through this stuff. Whistleblowers, canaries in the coal mine, brave people inside that tell the truth. God has almost always given us these witnesses. And you can see this in the prophets as well. Uh, Jermaine, the prophets have always told the truth, even though the people completely disregard, completely disregarded the prophet. And even when the judgment was coming, people disregarded the fact that the judgment was there. But the people that do know their God will do exploits. So I would I would encourage you right along with everyone else to just stay on point. Do, you know, think globally, because that's where the unity of the wicked one is operating and act locally. Continue to inform your loved ones. Because you and I know there are one or two among us, our, 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 our people that we love and care about that are listening. Not everyone's listening, but enough are. And, uh, and and that's all God would have. That's the separation that's taking place. Some listen, some don't. And that's all we can expect. I mean, you know, Jesus came. They didn't pay no attention to him. John the Baptist didn't pay any attention to him. Uh, 37 years later, it happened exactly like Jesus said. Israel was wiped out. Roman Empire started crumbling. Thank you for the call, my dear brother. Two lines open, one triple eight, maybe even three. One triple eight, three six seven five three two nine. One triple eight, three six seven five three two nine. I will be right back. To join the conversation, call triple eight four KFAX. That's eight 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 F O R K F A X. And now back to Lifeline. All right, we are back. Got two more segments before we are done here. One line open, one 329 Let's go to line number two and talk with James. James, what are your thoughts today, my dear brother? Hey there, PJ. Um, actually, I just want to look at two categories uh you know, this religious political beast we have out there and 
and also give a shout out to the work that uh, both uh, uh, Tom and uh, Leslie are doing, and you know, and, and what they're doing, you know, getting people uh, involved in the local process. And we need that both locally and globally. And I want to look at both locally and globally because locally we have some of our local uh, quote unquote leaders that are one. The uh, Mia Bonta, along with someone else, is uh, promoting the idea that inmates need both feminine products and birth control in there. So uh, both men and women inmates need feminine products in there. So pushing that agenda uh, on the uh, local front, along with the idea that the fact that both Oakland, Berkeley, uh, Oakland and Berkeley, uh, two of the largest cities, you know, in the Bay Area, are posed to be the first uh, cities in, in the country to formally recognize uh, polyamory. Uh, right. Uh, and, and, and that's uh, uh, basically what it comes down to almost legalized orange. Okay, I mean, I, I, I mean, I can't think of what else, but it's all. Uh, in the face of what God and and, 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 and the scriptures and what uh, we believe is true believers, okay? And the global, uh, on the global side, I'm trying to say this properly, uh, uh, piggyback on what um, Jermaine was saying about that right-hand man for Klaus Schwab and some of the arrogant statements uh, that he's made uh, regarding the knowledge that they had, uh, uh, that they have, and I, they, they, they're using AI to control uh, the people. That's not that to, to, to control mankind. Do they really think that they can really tap into the mind of God? Do they really think that the omniscient God? Do they really think they really have a chance? I mean, I know on certain levels because of the, the control that that they have. Uh, on people, I mean, obviously we've seen it in the last couple of years, but to to me, uh, do you agree with me that a true Bible believing, a Bible believer, I'm trying to stop short of saying Christian because I'm, that's another issue I'm having an uh, issue with, a true Bible believer that's following the Lord Jesus Christ, following the scriptures, do you think they even have a chance to even penetrate that? Because to me, that's the only hope we have left is to trust and obey and believe believe God in his word. All right. So that's a lot there. Yeah, no problem. There's a lot there. Um, so let me make a couple of observations. And this, this is about, and, and this, this requires a, a, a more studied uh, response to how, what does it mean for the, the believer, the body of believers to be salt and light in the world? Um, so at present, the mystery of the kingdom of God has already been framed by Christ to tell you and me that the real kingdom of God is called a little flock. So we 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 can't we won't be able to make a legitimate assessment of either the numerical presence of the kingdom of God in terms of people per capita in our world because it's diluted by false Christians false believers, people who are not truly believers. That's what it's diluted by. So we might be talking about a so-called Christian nation, 
our Christian communities, but that will all get whittled out in the fire. It'll all get purged in the trials. Um, This is where the church has always proven to be a whole lot less effective than it otherwise uh, was because it takes on the notion that it can win by numerical might, by um, uh, political power, rather than by submission to the crown rights of Christ and a divine power working. So again, this is a lengthy conversation, and and, and I would sum it up this way, uh, that um, what deliverance is going to be brought in the world is not going to be brought for the world's sake. It's only going to be brought for God's people's sake. That's the reason why the world hates the gospel, because the gospel says that the world, as we know it, will not survive until there's an intervention by Christ and a renewing of it. So we have to acknowledge that eschatologically, extremely dark times will occur. And that's what the two beasts of Revelation 13 is all about. And that's where uh, the the idea of uh, the Armageddon uh, paradigm of the nations gathering together to make war against the Lamb is both Old Testament and New Testament. Um, and so it has to look foreboding and almost impossible. And if that's true, then what we are going to see at some point is the kind of tribulation that saints have gone through throughout history. We won't be able to avoid the biblical call to suffering at the level in which our master said it. And what that will look like is a uh, a myriad of takeaways, things that we commonly have now that will be lost all because we were presumptuous. Uh, We'll be able to take this up in the study of the man in the iron cage, this number six frame on the interpreter's house starting tomorrow. We'll be talking about that because he's an apostate. He's a reprobate. Um, And there are consequences for that at the level of betraying the the kingdom of God and betraying Christ. Uh, But we're, we're called to do what we can. And we're called to be salt and light, which means we can be measure a measure of preservation to a culture, but we're not going to be a means of transforming that culture uh, other than the addition of sinners into the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God is never depicted uh, in the scriptures as having uh, the dominant presence in the world, or else we would believe in a kind of Christian utopia. It's never, ever that way. There will have to be an intervention on the part of the Savior um, to rescue us. That is the last vision of Revelation chapter 19, where the uh, city of the saints is encompassed about by the whole world system. And then God himself rains down fire from heaven to destroy them. And that becomes a metaphor of the true and the living God intervening for its people. So we have to actually understand things being uh, externally uh, opposite of uh, the believer's favor uh, and then be able to work with that. Fear not, little flock. It is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. So we're going to work with that as an analogy going forward, talking about how to be the little flock in the world, not trying to take over thrones and take over dominions. Uh, Daniel didn't do that. Uh, Meshach, you know, uh, Abednego and his other Shadrach, they didn't do that. They simply served in the kingdom to preserve the gospel. And that's what we have to do as well. Uh, we'll, we'll further develop that. Let me go to line number three before I take a break and talk with Nairobi from Hayward. Nairobi, are you there? Hey, Pastor Jeff. Uh, 
I have a question. It's, it's, it's completely off topic. I, I just, um, I think it was Friday. Uh, Bible study. You mentioned a movie we should watch. I mean, about yeah. what was that? You was like, tell us we should watch. Well, did you Pain? did you call me to get the movie? <laughs> you could have texted me for that. I know, but I can get a direct answer right now. I want to watch it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's called Lupine. Lupine, L-U-P-I-N, Netflix. It's going to be a 10-part series. I want you to watch it. Anybody else can watch it, too. We'll have some conversation over it. I just think it's excellent in terms of the theme. I'm not going to tell you what the theme and the outcome, but it's a masterful, masterful presentation. Okay, so enjoy it. Uh, and when you're done with it, because the problem is, is 10 is 10 parts. So we can't have a, a lengthy conversation on it until you guys are done with it. So uh, take a shot at that. Uh, we're going to take a break. When I come back, we'll uh, close with Marsha and Tanshea on the Monday edition of Life. We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. And we are back. The time is 4.49. We've got about nine minutes to go. Let's go to line number three and talk with Marsha, if Marsha is there. Marsha, are you there? Yes, I am, Jesse. Marsha, here I am. Good to hear from you. What's going on? Thank you, um, Jesse. I want to, get, again, just to thank you so much for, for taking God's call when thank you... you accepted God in your life and you became a pastor I just want to say thank you for accepting his call we've been appreciating you all this time and I've heard a few things on the radio that are concerning to me one is that the many migrants coming over the border were given um, uh, voter registration applications at that time also I heard that uh, Governor Newsom has put a non-citizen on his um, uh, uh, voter assembly um, committee. And uh, do you think this is the big chaos that might be coming to us if they're going to allow all these people citizenship so they can vote in the coming November election? Without a doubt, without a doubt, that is, is, it's been in works. If people were to look at Goals 2000, Agenda 21, um, they would see this. If they would look at um, the Council for Foreign Relations, if they would look at the history of uh, the the global list and their agenda to destroy nation states, they would see what's going on here. What's going on here is a massive, massive betrayal of the American people's trust. It's a betrayal of our government. It is, it is, it is huge, Marsha. It's absolutely huge. Um, and we are going to see its impact shortly in our world. These are the, again, the elitist, the people that think they know better about how to run uh, our lives who are, um, <clears throat> without our permission, changing the demographics of our society. Um, it's happening in Canada too. It's happening in many of the uh, the the G20 nations where they want to again destroy uh, nation uh, sovereignty, national sovereignty, and bring as many people under a technologically surveillance state governmental system as they can. And Klaus Schwab made it uh, made this observation just a while back. And that is, he said, you know, as soon we won't even be dealing with voting. Voting will be a thing of the past. That was his whole point. And this is what they're moving to. And, and you know, 
uh, countries, there are countries in our world that know that the idea of, 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 of voting is completely moot since the government is in control of the outcomes. And that's what we're experiencing here in America as well. And all of this sets us up for a society being controlled by um, artificial intelligence, uh, uh, humanless entities that will speak to us three through our mainstream media and our social media outlets, as well as our telephones and other new technologies that are coming. And we are going to be used, get used to a lack of real fellowship at the organic level, because this is the dystopian future of uh, millions of people that hate God. And when I say millions, I'm talking about the families of the wealthiest people in the world who hate God and want to, do two things, um, avoid death and uh, uh, and control the masses. And they figure the goal is to get rid of a lot of people so that rebellion and uprise and, and uh, protests and all that stuff won't thwart their purposes. Um, and, and, and if there's any relevance to our conversation at present, Marcius, where mm-hmm. when Jermaine was raising the question about, you know, apathy and indifference and carelessness on the part of human beings, we are way down the rabbit hole of people being controlled by social media and having no heart for the whole concept of freedom. That's that uh, unless God intervenes and really wakes up people, um, you know, we people want to be controlled. I'll give you the last word before I let you go. Thank you so much, Jesse. Um, I'm so uh, grateful um, that you persist. I'm so grateful you have uh, have been in this business a long time, that you know the people around you in your community. I appreciate you so much for that. So I'm just saying I'm so grateful for you and Thank your you um, church. Thank you very much. Bless you, my sister. Bless you and all that listen as well. Let's go to line number four and talk with Tanshia as we close out today's broadcast. What's going on, young lady? What's your thoughts or question? Hi, Pastor. I just um, first, I just wanted to say I don't know if you got a chance to mention it or not because I've been in and out. But um, if if people didn't get a chance to come or view the uh, worship event on Saturday, I recommend that they go to our website and watch it. I believe they would be blessed. It was a wonderful evening of just worshiping God. It wasn't about he saw the best in me or us celebrating ourselves. It was truly about exalting God. And it was such a wonderful event that people didn't want to leave. I know I didn't. I think he ended at nine and I didn't leave till like 1030 and people were still there. So it was just a wonderful, wonderful soul blessing event. Um, and to be there amongst other believers and us just worshiping together. Um, also, too, I did have a question. You were speaking about earlier the M- mRNA technology being put in the food. So, um, and that, is there any, I wanted to know, was there any way to flush that out? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, both, yeah. both, but good. Thank you for that. You can take, you can take the answer offline, too, because I'm going to close out here shortly. 
Um, and I just sent you over my outline for tomorrow so you can uh, you have heads up on that. So we can get started in the Iron Cage. There's a lot to learn about how the conscious is seared when truth is communicated and you keep playing games with God until he takes away your ability to um, to have assurance and, and to walk with him. It's an important lesson. So you guys can tune in gbchayward at gmail.com or um, live stream tomorrow night at Grace Bible Church. We're going to be getting into some very extremely important subjects. Uh, the first one, yes, I agree with my sister. The worship was phenomenal. And if you just want to experience a uh, next level uh, manifestation of, of Grace Bible Church's music ministry, we would definitely encourage you to um, to 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 go and listen to um, our dear brother, Michael Peterson. We've got more events like that coming up in the year 2024. As I also announced, we got some stuff coming out. It's going to be real cool. We're glad to be able to actually be Levites for the kingdom of God in that regard. Yes. And then secondly, the mRNA technology is already being deployed on a lot of different things, plant species, seeds. Um, and that's because of the lipid nanoparticles that allow uh, very micro uh, sized um, technologies to be uh, put in a Trojan horse and to slip into the cellular structure without damaging that cell and thus impacting the coding of that DNA in that cell. That technology has been something that's been employed in many different things. They just couldn't make it successful at the vaccine level for all kinds of reasons, one of which our immune system is hypersensitive and it picks up on any uh, alien antigens floating in our body. It picks up on that and it will attack it. But also, if you confuse the immune system, which is what they're trying to do, then the immune system attacks itself. This is what we saw with the antibody enhancement uh, response that created those um, those uh, uh those storms in, in people where, you know, they were really suffering from tons of blood clots uh, and uh, all kinds of uh, antibody reactions uh, that led to many people becoming not only sick with uh, strokes and blood clots and um, seizures, uh, but they died, too, because uh, when 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 our system is invaded that way, and it doesn't know what to do. It will basically uh, attack itself. And that's horrible they did to the animal species. And so now think about that being in your food. Think about that technology being in many other elements and then gradually getting into you. What is so see, understand they're coding for something. They're coding for something, ladies and gentlemen. They're coding for something. That, that means they want to tell your body to do something. And you don't have any control over what they're telling your body because we're taking a shot they're, they're telling us to take and they're not even telling us what it's doing or what it is. The doctors don't even know. It's crazy. Until next time, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and remind you that you are not your own. You've been bought with a price even the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Therefore, glorify God in your bodies, which are His. Opinions expressed in the preceding program do not necessarily represent the views of the ownership, staff, or management of KFAX. Copyright Salem Communications, all rights reserved.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.